0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, micro brews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by... The barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Yes, back in the studio today and not in Chicago. We flew out of there this morning. Uh, That was a tough one last night. It was a tough one in a lot of ways. Uh, You have an eight-point lead on two different occasions, one time with the ball. You have to have the ability to get that thing to 10-12. Didn't do it. Obviously, it was not a good night for the freshman. The stage last night, for whatever reason, seemed too big. Uh, Bolton didn't score last night. Dredd didn't score last night. And Myron Jones scored on a banked-in three-pointer late. And they're part of what you want to do offensively. The foul trouble in the first half became a big problem. It became a very big problem in the game. To be honest with you, it allowed Minnesota to stay within hailing distance. And in the second half, Penn State played the second half and played in overtime, and they played a twenty-five minute half, and never got to the bonus. Kevin Freeman, who's an assistant coach for Penn State, played on the 1999 national championship team for Jim Calhoun. Whenever Kevin complained about a call, Calhoun would remind him, look, there are going to be three plays like that. You'll get probably only one of the three. Okay. Last night Lamar Stevens went over 3 in the game. There was a reversal on an out of bounds play. And that reversal on the out of bounds play was the wrong call. There was Lamar Stevens going to the bucket where Matt Stockman grabs him like I don't mean just hit him. Grabbed him across his off arm, and Lamar and the ball flew in the air. Lamar tried to explain it to Terry Oglesby, and Oglesby told him, "Don't talk to me." Okay. And there was also another play that, and then there was also the three-point shot where it is obvious sitting at courtside and then watching the replay where the three point shooter, I think it was Gabe Calcher, was not touched. He wasn't touched. <sighs> when you end up at a and the part about the the um discrepancy of fouls in the second half is this. Minnesota's behind what do you usually do when you're behind? Okay, you play more aggressively and you, you foul. Simple as that. But didn't get called. So Minnesota advances. And tonight we'll play Purdue. Now let's give Amir Coffee a lot of credit. Coffee did a heck of a job. In the second half, he had 20 points. Let's give credit to Jordan Murphy. Even though he was 4-14 from the field, he still grabbed 15 rebounds on the game. And in the first half, he kept his team in it by hitting the free throws. It also got Mike Watkins out of the game. Now, Mike then, at the end, eliminated himself. When he walked on the court, he got thrown out of the game. But they'll play Purdue tonight. Now, Penn State, believe it or not, there is a mini waiting game. Look, you're fourteen and eighteen, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you that um, what's going to happen here. And I'm not going to sit here and and try and tell you that, hey, you know, if you know. If, their metrics are so great they're going to go to the NIT. I'm just saying they're going to be an interesting case. I mean, at 14 and 18, you're four under. So there is no rule about your record in the NIT. There's no rule on that. But Penn State's metrics are interesting, but I don't think are interesting enough, especially being four under 500, you know, having the number two ranked schedule and so forth. And contrary to popular belief, I shake my head at this stuff all the time. I don't understand why I have to say this stuff. I it really does get to that point where I don't understand why I have to say this stuff. But you then realize a lot of people just don't know it. When Minnesota beat Penn State last night, they got that that solidified them in the NCAA tournament. Why? Well it was their twentieth win, okay. But Penn State was a quad one win for them. Oh, that can't be. It's just yes, you know what? If you don't know it, don't say it. Too many people don't know it, and to their credit, or the lack thereof, say it. It's a quad one game. (laughs) It's the way it is. That's why it was so important for Minnesota last night to not only win it, to solidify their spot, probably help their seeding last night, because it goes in as a quad one win Top 50 team, neutral floor. And State's a top 50 team. It's going to be interesting to see on Sunday how they use the net to validate their selections. Lipscomb's going to be the, more, the most interesting one of all. Do they get in? They did not win their conference tournament, but they have a great record. Yeah, a lot of things going for them, by the way. Right now, they would be considered, according to Joe Minority, last four in.
0: We talked a little bit about NET yesterday, but for those that are now maybe hearing it for the first time, uh, NET stands for.
1: Who knows what it stands for?
0: <laughs> uh, I... So it's kind of along the lines of uh, the Ken Palm rules, uh, like strength of
1: schedule. Um, we don't know. Nobody knows. The NCAA is not transparent about this. Now, the RPI was a... The RPI served its purpose during its time. But it also, as time went, and when more information became available, became very much an antiquated system for figuring out Numerically, who the top 50 teams are. So they came up with net. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But here's the issue, is that nobody has a clue as to what goes into it. They won't tell anybody. They won't tell anybody what goes into it. So we don't know what, I mean, we do know one metric that they have is strength of schedule. I know that. But nobody knows what's in it. Ken Palm, I mean, are you transparent? He, you know, in fact, if you go to his website, and you, and obviously people know I use his website all the time. So does Dick, Dick Girardi. Two of us do. I mean, you're trying to get to what you think are good, solid, reliable numbers. Ken Palm predicts all, Ken, Ken Pomeroy, we've had Ken Pomeroy on the show. He only gives you numbers. He then predicts games. You know what he predicted last night? One point Penn State win. Ended up being in overtime. I mean, he's so close on these things that I know he scares Vegas.
0: For a second there, I thought you're gonna say he predicted Zion Williamson would go thirteen of thirteen.
1: No, he didn't. no, that that doesn't come in. That right. doesn't come into play. <laughs> right. I, and I, did, I didn't even see the game. I didn't even see the game. But it's nice to have college basketball savior back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I have nothing against him. I, he loves to play ball with his teammates. The whole thing is just he's out of his control. There's a lot of people using his name, and uh, for their benefit as to what they think college athletics should be. And he has nothing to do with it, nothing. But at least with him, he'll explain, uh, if you go, you click on, okay, defensive metrics, boom. You go on there, and he explains what goes into it. Adjusted efficiency, um, adjusted tempo. Then there are raw stats in there. What are your stats from two-point? What are your stats from three-point? What are your stats on the free-throw line? What percentage of your points come from? two point three point free throw, so now you get a general idea as to you know how weighted a team is as to how they want to play offensively and Minnesota's a team perfect example very weighted toward free throw line and two points not three points and McBrayer, who was credited a couple big ones last night he'd been slumping McBrayer had not shot the ball well in about a month and he hit a couple big ones last night. And he hit a couple big ones against Penn State back in January up in Minneapolis. I think it was great. And I'm happy, you know, and to be honest with you, I'm happy for him. He's had an awful, awful year. And I do not mean basketball-wise. He lost his mom. That's why you saw, if you're watching the game, the TMs on the Minnesota jerseys, those are the initials of his mom. So, I mean, this has been hard for him. So, you know, he had a, he had a good game last night. I'm happy for him. I mean, he needs something to feel good about because, obviously, his mom was his world. But they don't explain the metrics. And not only that, and I've said this before, I can't figure out what in the heck the NCAA is doing because they make up everything as they go. In... Let's see, last season, which was the 17-18 season. Everybody had their schedules done by, I don't know, 1st of June? Maybe June 15th at the latest, but usually by the 1st of June done. Okay. In July, they announced we're going to do the quad system. Really? So everybody's going through. Well, what's a quad one? Well, I remember talking with uh, Bruce Rasmussen, the head of the selection committee last year. I was talking to him out in Lincoln last year. He was talking about quad one, two, three, four, and I said, "Bruce, everybody put the system in after everybody scheduled." And he goes, "Yeah, no, that's what makes this tough." Well, and here's net. Here we are in the just finishing the eighteen nineteen season. Once again. Every schedule was pretty much done by June 1st. And when did they put the net in, Sean? In July. That's two years in a row that they have put in a determining system after everybody is scheduled. You just shake your head you can't make this stuff up. You cannot make it up. All right, we'll take a break. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK brought to you by Brewers Outlet.
0: patronage.
1: So I get to the scoreboard here, it what probably be the slowest game in the history of man, or at least since Peach Baskets. Wisconsin leads Nebraska 10-4 with 16 minutes to go in the first half. Wisconsin doesn't want to play fast, and Nebraska is slow. Yesterday's Nebraska game had 53 possessions in it. Fifty-three? I mean, just so you know, the average is right around 70. Hey, hey, hey. Let's see. Uh, Memphis leads UCF 37-27 at halftime. Atlantic 10 over in Brooklyn. St. Bonaventure leads George Mason 29-19. Auburn and South Carolina coming up. Florida won today over LSU 76-73. LSU had that game under control in the first half. Lost control second half. Houston beat UConn 84-45. Michigan State a winner over Ohio State 77-70. Xavier plays Villanova tonight. Central Michigan against Buffalo. Alabama takes on Kentucky tonight as well. Duke and North Carolina tonight. How lucky are we? Uh, That's the late game at 9 tonight. Also, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Minnesota, Purdue, uh, Iowa State, Kansas State, SMU, Cincinnati, Florida State, and Virginia. Tiger, by the way, had a seven today at the 17th. He plunked two in the water. He hit the green on both shots, and they both rolled into the water at the Sawgrass. So there you go. You're up to date on sports, on the scoreboard, on this tournament day. And uh, coming up on the show today, looking forward to it, the King gets to join us today in his regular time spot. How about that? From Studio 22. Oh, he's going to be there today.
0: I think. Either there or across the street.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's not across the street. Oh. No, it's When you walk out it's to the left. Either there or down the street. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, like, I mean, (laughs) he can't say he was delayed driving home. I know that.
0: Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. The special's now through Tuesday. Killian's Irish Red 24 pack bottles, 1995. Hard 24-pack bottles, $27.97. Spiked seltzer variety, 12-pack cans, $12.95, plus great deals on Guinness 24-pack bottles and cans. Great to have you with us on the show today. Imports Domestics, Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Right now, according to the net, Virginia, Gonzaga, Duke, Houston are the top four teams right now in the net. If you're wondering about Penn State, oh, Penn State, yes. Penn State is, guess what, forty-seven. They're ahead of, they're right behind Belmont. They're ahead, just ahead of Lipscomb. Syracuse is forty-four, Furman's forty-two. Washington, the Pac-12 champ, finally went ahead of Penn State. They're forty. NC State's thirty-three. So Penn State's 47 in the net. But again, we don't know what metrics go into it. Now, if you're wondering about the Ken Palm rankings, not used by the NCAA, remember we had Ken Pomeroy on the show, and I said, do you sometimes discreetly get a call from somebody? He goes, yes. Just to kind of get a read as to what they do. But it didn't take much for them. Penn State's 41. They were 39 going into the game. They're 41 now. Penn State's ahead of Indiana, Baylor, Ohio State, Old Miss, Minnesota. Still ahead of Minnesota. They're ahead of Washington, TCU, Oregon, Creighton. Penn State is the only team ranked in the top. Let's see. Oh, where? i had to take this here. Texas, by the way, is 500, so I want to make sure that Shaka Smart's team. Everybody had to have Shaka Smart, and I said, "Yeah, really." Everybody, of course, like, "Oh, you're just being." Yeah. How's how's Texas doing? Sixteen and sixteen. Penn State is the only team in the top seventy-two under five hundred. <laughs> That's why they're they're in a, they're in a really interesting spot. Let's, let's look at the net now. The net might be different because I and the net's what the nit will use too. But let's see here. Who is under? Under under is Texas thirty seven. Uh, Penn State forty seven. Uh, Penn State's the only team under five hundred in the top. <laughs> Still going. Top. Seventy nine. No,pe. I apologize. Top seventy eight. Penn State's the only team among the first seventy seven teams that's under five hundred. The only ones. (laughs) So I don't know where that you know. Now part of this is. Yeah, I don't think anybody's harboring any kind of hope. So please don't don't even think I'm suggesting that. But the metrics are so interesting on this team. That's what's so interesting about it is, is the metrics on it. Now, look, they didn't close last night. It's just simple as that, didn't close. And you know, and you got to be able to put a team away. They did not put them away last night. The 27th in adjusted defense. All right, they are. Let's see, 27th in adjusted defense. They are second in overall schedule. They are 295 in experience. Hmm. I don't know what they want to say about this. I mean, again, I, I felt if they won last night and, then, you know, suddenly you know, now you're back within 2 or 500, then you lose in this round of Purdue. That they actually might get there, maybe four under. Nah, it doesn't. Uh, no, I'm talking about the NIT. I'm not I'm absolutely not talking about the NCAAs. But they're the only team among the first seventy-seven teams in the net that's under five hundred. The only one, and they're not at seventy-seven. They're forty. They're forty-seven. That's why I said last night. And I said it just now in the show. Minnesota got a quad one win last night by beating Penn State. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't think people ought to realize. Might as well do a review of what a quad one win. You're going to hear a lot about this as time goes. Over the next uh, 48 hours, what a quad one win is. Um. Hmm. The what they do is they take in the strength of schedule area what it means. I mean, they've been using the RPI, but they want, you know, now, they, now they don't use it as much anymore. Okay? So, a quad one win is this. Based on the net. If you beat a team one through 30 at home that's a quad one win. So, for example, when Penn State beat Virginia Tech, Maryland, and Michigan, those were all quad one wins. If you happen to beat a team on the road that's 1 through 75, that also is a quad one win. And if you happen to beat a team 1 through 50 on a neutral court, that's a quad one win. Last night Penn State was forty nine going into the game against Minnesota. Minnesota gets a quad one win
0: when i first heard, when I first heard Quad One, I just automatically thought I'm just trying to figure it out like on the fly. I just automatically thought it was you defeating a a power five conference team.
1: No, so in other words, say you were to be playing Wafford. It doesn't matter where, home, away, or neutral, that's a quad one win because Wofford is in the top 25 on the metrics. You get credit for quad four wins. Here's here. Now let's go to the bottom. Your quad four wins or your quad four record is against home. At home, it's 161 plus. Neutral, 201 plus. Away, 241 plus. Quad two wins are 31 to 75 at home, 51 to 100 neutral, and 76 to 135 away. Quad threes are 76 to 160 home, 101 to 200 neutral, 136 to 240 away. So last night, Minnesota beat Penn State. Neutral floor, 1 to 50. Penn State's 49 going into the game. They're 47 now. Minnesota last night absolutely got itself in because they picked up a quad one win. So that's how it works. Just in case anybody wondered how it worked. Now today, LSU's lost again. It's going to be interesting to see what the committee wants to do with LSU. LSU. Because LSU, coach isn't there. They did reinstate the smart kid. This is a real, I mean, <laughs> this is a very interesting time. Well, everywhere, really. I mean, my goodness, you've got, even sailing coaches are in trouble. ay, ay, ay.
0: I wonder if Lynn Swan could be in trouble at USC. That's when one of the prominent colleges that's been linked to this uh this week.
1: Uh, I, don't, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh because it sounds like that for the most part the universities have been left out of the uh problem.
0: Because that's the yeah, that's the angle that I haven't heard. I thought is this as we pull further away from when the story broke, I thought, okay, what's the next question that's going to be asked okay which uh, you know, which axes are going to fall and who's gonna you know who's going well, to be, who's gonna be there at the chopping block if okay. something happens
1: okay now you want to sit back you you want to analyze what has been going on and when you analyze it, And you look at it like this: They went after coaches, Sean, that aren't making any money. Okay. In other words, if they go in there, hey, we got this scheme running against Zion Williamson at the school. Mike Shishenko, look at and says, "We can get my Zion Williamson to the school." I don't need your help. Get out of here. <laughs> but we're going to give you. $100,000. It's like a basketball coach or a football coach. You're, like, you're going to do what? Really? Really? 100000 Great. Now, to the sailing coach who's making $35,000 a year, now the temptation becomes exponentially greater. And that's what, if you're going to sit back and say, okay, what's clever about this scheme? That's what's clever about the scheme. What's clever about the scheme is is they take the people that certainly could use the money, and they're the ones they tempt in all this. So you're going to tempt the rowing coach, the tennis coach, the soccer coach, the sailing coach. Those are the people who get tempted. They aren't making any money. Sailing coaches making thirty-five thousand a year in California, in San Francisco. <laughs> the the Yale soccer coaches are making that much money. See, that's where, and they also pick sports where, for example, these kids aren't athletic. <laughs> they aren't athletes, so you put them in something, and and the athletics department sits there, go, goes, I, uh, okay, well, how many kids you want to get in six? You know, and they all just assume that they pretty much assume that you're going, you know, that okay, well, you're recruiting them, so they must be, you know, people you want. I'm sure they go through transcripts and things like that, but. That's the part that they that's why you know football and basketball, they aren't even remotely in this picture here. The reason they aren't remotely in the picture is what are you gonna do? You're gonna walk up to, I don't know, Bill Self or Les Miles at Kansas, the basketball and football coach going, you oh, know, hey, fifty thousand dollars. And look at you like we're making millions a year. I huh? don't <laughs> get out of here. We need to talk to you. <laughs> All right. Now the sailing coach thirty five thousand a years gone I'll tell you right now this uh, 200 grand looks pretty good right about now one senses this isn't over yet though i I sense it's not over yet. I sense this is like the tip of the iceberg here but I also go back to what I said earlier in the week. Imagine having so little confidence in your kids that you feel you have to do this. Wow. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Don't forget about Suit Light's GoFundMe page here on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. Great to have you with us on this Friday. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, in Sunbury. The beverage supermarket. Spring practice underway for the Nittany Line football team. Practice number two today. Number three is tomorrow. So, that's the next assignment for me. Moving over and taking a look at that. It'll be my next assignment as to what I'm going to do. That's why Sean was talking about, you know, about hard knocks. Who's going to be at Hard knocks. He says, "You ever watch it?" I said, "No." I said, "I'm at I'm a training camp every day. I don't need to watch somebody else's training camp." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. I thought they'd have yeah, like yeah.
0: a lawn place, or the NFL didn't want the same team on Hard Knocks two years in a row. But oh my goodness, two completely different teams if they were to have Cleveland on again.
1: Well, maybe the first place I want to ask the Arizona Cardinals if they draft Kyler Murray.
0: Yeah. I
1: would think I would
0: I would think for hard knocks this year the only two I, that would really pique my interest are either see the Browns again or, were Gruden out in Oakland
1: if they're able the, to strike a deal. How about the Winnipeg Bombers? <laughs> a little CFL hard knocks. I would have said the
0: Montreal Alouettes if Johnny Manziel was still playing there. <laughs>
1: He's going to the XFL. Oh sure. Oh yeah, he'll be in the XFL. <laughs> but still a year away, yeah, I know it is well, I mean they've got a commissioner they they're hiring personnel, Justin King left Penn State. He's now working in the front office of the x f l oh wow that's good, that's good for j k that'll be good you know, he'll get more money, more responsibility that'll be good for him
0: and so far, the alliance of american football and c b s they must be you know happy with what they've been doing so far in the past month i There was an announcement earlier this week that the uh, the title game. At the end of next month, it was only—it was originally going to be on CBS Sports Network. They're going to put it on regular national CBS.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It would help them if it were Orlando and Arizona. Hot shots. Well, Neuheisel, Spurrier, they both have played pretty well so far. I think it would probably help them if it were that. Yeah, is that game at the team with the better record or is there a neutral site? Uh, I have no idea how that works. Yeah, I've looked that up. That I don't know. Yeah. It'll be in Jerry yeah. World. It'll
0: be in Jerry World.
1: <laughs> I can get it. It'll be, well, it'll be no. in New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> See that? It'll yeah.
0: be in Arizona in the dome. Be literal literally a home game for the Hot Shots.
1: I can't believe I went out there and did a Fiesta Bowl, and it's 78 degrees and not a cloud in the sky, and they had that roof closed. I'm like, what are you doing? It's gorgeous out. (laughs) Open the roof. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. Oh. Oh, well.
0: Not a dry heat that day?
1: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) They have these windows in the stadium where, you know, from where our broadcast area is, where I can look out. I'm look. I look at Jack. And I said, "It's gorgeous out there." I said, "Look at this thing. Can't be any better." <laughs> I said, "We're playing indoors." I said, "With a roof that opens."
0: <laughs> Saturday, April twenty no seventh will be the AAF a championship game. This is to be determined at to be determined. Maybe it's the team with the better record or the higher seed. I
1: don't know. Okay. Well, this is where, because right now Doug Birdsong's not doing anything. Okay. We go to Doug's house for chip and dip day. Oh, sure. Get some beverage from Brewers Outlet. Yeah. We'll bring Suit Light over. Lawrence. McGranahan, movie Mike, what do you think?
0: Get the full, complete breakdown. Have some conversation on G- 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 uh spring ball. See how G- that G-
1: went. Catrillo, G- yeah, he we'll would, bring, yeah, we'll bring him over. Maddie wouldn't miss it. Well, uh, get Fralazzo. Yep. I'm trying to think, is there anybody else? That's good. Yeah, you got them. That's all of them. Hmm. Didn't want to leave anybody out, at least anybody we didn't want there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear
1: us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.